of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you are about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Father, we thank you for another time in your word. The Bible says the steps of the righteous are ordered. This morning, as you have ordered our steps together around the table, Father, feed us. Let your word come with power. Let there be supernatural turnaround in the lives and situations of people. Let your name be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You see, this morning, I want us to meditate on a scripture by Apostle Paul to the Philippian church. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. It says, being confident of this very thing, that he will begin a good work in you, will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Two things to consider here this morning. Apostle Paul was writing to this church, and I want you to understand that at this time, he was in the prison. I think that was the second time in the prison, and probably the one he never came out from. So he was going through a lot. As a matter of fact, the best of his letters were written while he was incarcerated in the prisons in Rome. And this was one of them. Looking at his own situation and then seeing the way these believers were supporting, encouraging him to go ahead, he couldn't help it but to really continue to pray for them. Yeah, he started from verse 3. He said, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you with joy. He said, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Then verse 6, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So there are two segments in this statement. The first one, the character of God in this verse. And the second one, Paul's resolve, Paul's conviction, which is well laid out in this statement. So first I want you to look at the fact that it says, he who has started this good work in you will perfect it. I want to say to you this morning, as a matter of fact, I've come here to tell you this morning that God who has started the good work in you will perfect it in the name of Jesus. You see, God will always finish whatever he started. Hmm. You say, really? Where the See, the, the way I look at life is this. What in your own strength have you done to bring you this far? Paul himself will say, I am who I am today by the grace of God. And I want to put it to you. Believe in me, you are who you are today by the grace of God. Put it in another palace. Lamentations chapter 3. He said, through the mercies of God, that I was bred by the mercies of God, 
will have become zero. So you can begin to see that God is the reason you are alive and well today. And what Paul was simply saying is this, if God could bring you this far, what makes you think he doesn't have what it takes to take you to the end? He has begun this good work in you. We'll definitely complete it even until the day of Jesus Christ. You see, and this is the character of God that I want to dwell on for a few minutes. I'll turn around to look at the other aspect of it, Paul's confidence. I was thinking about this. And I just, all through the Bible, it's the same thing. Look at the book of Isaiah, talking to children of Israel at a time when they really needed God. Perhaps they thought God would fail them. Perhaps they thought God would not come through. In Isaiah chapter 66, verse 9, it says, Shall I bring to the time of birth and not cause a delivery? Or shall I cause delivery and shut up the womb? I repeat. Shall I bring to the time of birth and not cause delivery? Oh, I will let you get conceived. I will let you carry and carry and carry. And when you begin to feel the labor, I will not. He said, no, no, no. I'm the God that allows conception, nurturing in the womb, help you the mother, and give you the strength and the wherewithal to bring you to this point. This is not the time to start to doubt me. If I brought you this far, there will be a delivery in the name of Jesus. I'm saying to somebody, there will be no abortion of your dreams in the name of Jesus. He who has brought you this far will perfect it in the name of Jesus. Now, he was using that to explain his nature to the children of Israel, to instill confidence in them that you have no need to fear. I started it, I will finish it. See, as a matter of fact, this is Isaiah chapter 46 verse 10. He was asking them the question, from verse 8 precisely, he said, Remember this and show yourself as men. <laughs> this is not a time to begin to chicken out of anything. Remember this and show yourself as men. Recall to mind all you transgressors. Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God, there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning. from ancient times, things that are not yet done. Say, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasures. Hear me, God declares the end from the beginning. When God was starting you up, he already declared the end. Not that he assumed the end, he declared it, he knew it and he declared it. At least himself. So, it's too late for you to start to doubt God. Don't let your circumstances Define God by the qualities that He's not in your heart. Whatever He started, He will finish. Now, some examples quickly in the Bible. Remember the story of Simeon in the Gospel according to St. Luke. I'll read from verse 25. It says, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was just and devout waiting for this consolation of Israel. 
and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord Christ. Do you know that this man just will not die? Everything was happening and in and out of me, life continued. Mm, he just will not die. You know why he will not die? Because he had been told until he would see Christ, he will not die. And the day the baby was brought him for purification, according to the customs of the Jews, while the priests were in the service, the Spirit of God directed Stephen and they walked in. Hear what he said. The Bible said, he took the baby in his arm and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. Say, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all people. A light to bring revelations to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Now, this is where I'm going. When God promised Simeon, the baby wasn't born yet. Only God knows how long. Probably wasn't even conceived. And I wouldn't even know if the mother was born. But that was the past. But this man knew that until the day that the baby Jesus would be brought into the temple, he would not die. You see, God will always perfect what he started. Whenever God starts, he will finish. Glory be to God in the highest. Well, a few more examples. Remember the story of David? How he was found at the back of the desert? when God was going to replace the erring king, Saul, and how everybody was anointed but him until he was brought in because they didn't even think he was qualified to be at the meeting. And that they was anointed as king. He was a teenager. For what looked like 16, 17 years, or at least 15, 16 years, oh my goodness, he went through call it hell on earth but because God had ordained him God had told him God has started the process nothing could stop him he became king be through wars and persecutions and oppressions and attacks and he became king as a matter of fact all those who opposed him from becoming king became God's enemies can I say this to you whatever God has started in you will perfect anything created that will oppose the purpose of God in your life becomes God's enemy. God always finishes what he starts. David became king. What about Joseph? Oh, again as a teenager. Slept and had a dream and went to his father and told his brothers. Slept again and had a dream. Simply put, the interpretation of the dream was this. You are going to be an unusual leader that even your parents will bow to. That didn't go down well with his brothers. And we know his story. How first they wanted to kill him. How they threw him into the well. How they sold him into slavery in Egypt. Acts chapter 7 verse 9 says, And the patriarchs, that is his siblings, his brothers, 
becoming envious, sold Joseph into Egypt. But God was with him. Whatever God starts, <laughs> he personally mans until he's finished. God was with him, and guess what? He delivered him out of all his troubles. I'm saying to somebody here today, it's not the way it seems. He will begin this good work in you, will perfect it even up to the coming of the Lord in Jesus' name. Delivered him from all his troubles and gave him favor. When God is involved, his favor will flood the sin. He didn't just give him favor with God and with man. He gave him wisdom. Whatever God starts, he perfects. Glory be to God in the highest. And when he was giving him wisdom and favor, he made sure that those who mattered were present. All those who matter to the conclusion of the assignment have the choice but to be present to see the hand of God on your life. Hear me. Whatever God stands, it happens. <laughs> the Bible said so much so that it happened in the presence of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he made him governor over Egypt and all his house. So automatically, governor over the entire world. So what God started with Joseph came to pass. Glory be to God in the highest. Hallelujah. In fact, that's just God's character. The general of Israel, remember? Taking them from slavery in Egypt, he said, to a land flowing with milk and honey. Many did not believe. But the two that believed God, hey, with the new generation, of course, God completed what he started. starts, he finishes. Remember Paul in Acts 27 verse 21. And this was when he was arrested in Jerusalem and was being transferred to Rome. Okay? A terrible shipwreck happened. But hear what happened. Verse 21. But after a long abstinence from food, they were so scared None on board could eat anything. They were scared for their lives. But after long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Man, you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. So what they were going through was disastrous. Say, and now I urge you to take heart but there will be no loss of life among you, but only the sheep. I mean, he was like a madman with what they were seeing, with the storm, with the waves. Men's hearts were already filling them. Soldiers were thinking of diving into this. I mean, at the time he had warned them, said, don't do that. You die for nothing. Now, look at verse 23. He said, for there stood by me this night an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, do not be afraid. Paul, you must be brought before Caesar. Right. And indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore, take heart. Man, for I believe God that it will be just as he was told me. Now, can you see, can you see the nature of Paul here? I'm coming to that in a minute. But this is where I'm going. There was, it was a shipwreck. It was a terrible thing. The ship was about to be dismantled into splinters. 
and the fear that gripped the heart of the sailors and the soldiers and all the other passengers on the, on, on the ship. It was so bad that they could not eat. And Paul got up and said, I just heard the angel of the Lord, who I belong to, who myself, said I should take heart that nobody will die. But then I'll be brought before, before Caesar. And if God has said so, I believe him. So if God said so, he started this journey with me. He's, he said he's bringing me before Caesar. So he will take me before Caesar. The conclusion of this journey is that I am coming before Caesar. So don't. And he said, not just me. He said, none of you will die. He says, give me your lives. <laughs> Listen, gentlemen, it happened. The Bible says some got there holding on to scraps, splinters, miraculous deliverances. But God starts. He finishes. I've said all this to establish the nature of the God we serve. You know what this Paul, this same Paul advised us? The same scripture I was quoting, I quoted other in my last sermon. He advised that for you to be all that God wants you to be and to finish your race, say, look unto Jesus. And what did he call him? The author and the finisher. He is a finisher. Did you hear that? He is a finisher. So the fear that you may not become. The fear that you may fail. The fear that your parents may not make it. The fear that your children may not be born. The fear that, come on, whatever God has started, he will finish. How much of him do you know? That's the question. And how much of his nature are you used to? He is the author and the finisher. And what Paul was saying, if you remember, is that, what you are created to become in life, you will be. Having gone this far, establishing the character of God, I mean, at this point, let me just say this to you. Aren't you glad you belong to Him? Aren't you glad you are a child of God, you are a son of the living God, the one that never fails, that when He sees, it does come on Numbers 23, 19. The one that says no word of his mouth will come back to him will fulfill the command Isaiah 55. Say he took accomplish the purpose for which he has sent it. Aren't you glad you belong to him? Aren't you glad you are serving the God that once he starts, he never fails? Aren't you glad you're serving the God that says, I know what I'm thinking about you. I never even been good. You will finish well in the name of Jesus. Pastor, you don't understand how where I am today. I hear you. Pastor, you don't know, you don't understand the losses I've incurred. Pastor, you don't understand, I hear you. If only you will hear the mistakes of my life, I hear you. But your creator, huh? the maker of the earth of the earth, the one that created you with a purpose before you began to make all the mistakes and all the failures and all the fears you have today. He never fails. He will see you through. He finishes when he starts. He will see you through in the name of Jesus. Okay, having said that much about him and his character, let's go back to that scripture. Paul said, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Now, so what's Paul's confidence? His confidence is in the character of God. And that character is vis-a-vis -vis you. 
what I know of God and what I know of him concerning people and one like you is this and this is my confidence concerning this God uh, you may not know so it's not based on your faith that's what I'm saying you may not, not so much based on your faith now I'm talking of me and God but it concerns you <laughs> I like that it says I am confident of this God which I'm serving just like he told them in the shipwreck said, the God who I am and whom I serve his angels just spoke to me Nobody will die. I'm confident of this God. It happened. <laughs> and the same thing say here. I'm confident of this very thing. If God starts it, he will finish it. Hallelujah. You're a good person. You do well. And I thank God for your faith. But it's not so much your faith now. It's me and God. The covenant we have. I'm the faith I I'm confident of my God. You will finish well. Can I say that to somebody here today? If you are listening to this sermon today and you are going through any troubles in your life, in the name of Jesus, I am confident that this God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the one that saved and called us to be who we are today, you will finish well. I say in the name of Jesus, you will finish well. Just make sure that you write us so that we can rejoice together. How did Paul get to this place? And really, I'm looking at Paul and his confidence at this point. Remember where Paul started with God? When he thought he was really serving God, he wasn't serving God until he had the experience on the way to Damascus, which he said. And from that day he was convinced. And things were never the same again. And I looked through most of his letters. This is his language actually. Is that Paul is saying, I am confident? Or he's using the phrase, I am persuaded. He said the same thing over and over again. In that same chapter 1 of Philippians, verse 3, listen to Paul. I'm talking of his language, his manner of speech. He said, For I am hard pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Far better. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. Then verse 25, he said, I'm being confident. Did you hear that? Of this I know that I shall remain wow he said well I'm hard-pressed ready to just go and be with him is it's better but I think it's more needful that I remain with you I think I still want to remain because of you then the next verse said I am confident of this I shall remain <laughs> that was poor that was the kind of conviction he had of Jesus and of his words and that was how he lived, how he thought, how he spoke, how he lived. Ephesians chapter 3, in verse 12, we have it all over his letters, but I'm just trying to pick some few. Here it says, in whom, that is in Christ, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence. As far as Paul was concerned, <laughs> if you're a Christian, then you have a conviction that he died and resurrected and that he's alive forevermore. And what he did before, he's still doing today and he still continues to do. So if you're a Christian without confidence in the person and the ability of Jesus, your Christianity is nothing. In fact, you're a non-starter. Just a few examples on the other phrase that he used most of the time. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. Hear this. 
again, he was writing to Timothy, a young pastor, an apostle. He was older now and was writing to Timothy. He said this. He said, for this reason, I also suffered these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded <laughs> that he is able to keep that which I commit to him until that day. Timothy, I commit you to him. Timothy, I commit your ministry to him. Timothy, I commit your future to him. Timothy, I commit, I commit the saints under you to him. For this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I believed, and I am persuaded. So it's another way of saying, and I'm confident that he's able to. So these were his manner of speech. I give one more example in there before I begin to conclude by the grace of God. Romans chapter 8. I take it from verse 35. Paul again was writing to the Romans church. Can you see that we've looked at Paul's letters to the Philippians, to the Ephesians. Now we're looking for at Paul's letters to the Romans. Verse 35 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, For your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us therefore i am persuaded did you hear that that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of god which is in christ jesus our lord did you hear that i am persuaded Hallelujah. And that was Paul. Now, so when Paul said, being confident, he was talking of his conviction. Somebody said, and I cannot agree more. He said, Paul, in other words, was saying, I am fully convinced. It is as has been stated. He was saying, my reality is not what I see, it's not what I hear. My reality my reality is defined by what he has said and that's amazing really Paul said, anything can happen anything can jump anything can stoop but what god has said determines what happens to me and what next i do and life just changed for paul everywhere he went the lies fell for him in pleasant places. The mountains avoided him. The valleys filled up for him to walk through. He was a man of unusual conviction. And it always manifested in everything he did. Now, why did he say this? And why would he say this to them? Still going within the context of that. And look, at this point when everything looks grim, at this point when it looked like hey you kept on believing you kept on focusing you kept on assisting you kept on giving you kept on supporting even when it looked like he may not be there tomorrow he probably would have been killed tomorrow but you have this and you keep on going i'm confident that he who started this good work in you will perfect it 
you are in a wonderful part. Your conviction and your confidence in God and His ability can only work stronger. So Paul was saying that to them from the depth of his own conviction to further encourage them to a similar conviction. Based on what they began to do. Now what you began to do is good, but you haven't seen anything yet. God will perfect it for you. So it's a call to greater confidence in Christ Jesus. Here, the way he puts it in some verses in the book of Hebrew, in chapter 4, it says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. One version says, Let us therefore approach with confidence the throne of grace. So, really, everything, the finished work of the cross, what Jesus Christ accomplished for us stands in the balance except as we have confidence in him and what he has done like I said if there's no confidence there's no basis for <laughs> there's no basis for every, anything at all as far as Christianity is concerned so when Paul is looking at the Christian he starts, he's talking confidently to a set of confident people he won't be come to inspire more confidence as it were Hear him one of his letters say, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God unto salvation. Hallelujah. That was Paul. And that was exactly what he was inspiring in these young Philippian Christians. And that's why we see him in the book of Hebrews say, For any Christian at all, your boldness is the reason why you will achieve. Somebody said, He said, If you have all these skills and you lack boldness, he said you're a failure because you will not finish. The reverse is true too. If you have confidence and you don't have adequate skills, chances are you will finish. But let me encourage you, it's good to be skillful. Acquire the skills and please have confidence. Hallelujah. Again, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence. Now, he's talking about our salvation and our work, our Christian work. Remember that everything we do is to bring glory to his name. So whether we're talking of your spiritual experts, your emotional experts, your physical experts, you need to know. First, they have to bring glory to his name. And you need to know that it takes confidence achieve. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence which has great reward. You need this confidence. Quickly, jumping back to the Old Testament, when Joshua was called to take over from Moses, <laughs> it was a position too big for him to consider. And God continued to say, within ten verses, three, four times, he look, only be strong and be courageous. What do you think was doing? He was infusing confidence in the young man. And they became so confident. Amazing. They said, in the place of Jericho, when the captain of the host himself, I'm talking of the pre-incarnate Jesus, when he appeared, <laughs> Joshua was so confident that he approached him. 
Are you for us or against us? Say, as the captain of the host, I have come. Then he bowed. <laughs> Watch the same Joshua during the battle to save the Gibraltar, who had finally entered the covenant with them. It was such a tough battle. And it was getting dark, night was falling. To draw your attention to the confidence of this man, he looked up. What he hadn't seen, there was no antecedent before. He said, Hey, the sun stands here. Wow. He said, Moon remained in the valley of Ajalon. Whoever told him that night and day were caused by the movement of the sun and moon, I don't know. He said it and he got it. The Bible said, and the sun refused to move. The day never, never ended until the battle ended. That's what we're saying. You cannot be all that God wants you to be without confidence. And you don't have any reason not to be confident. Now you know it's the nature of your father, the nature of God, that he will finish what he has started. Nice. I think it's your responsibility now to know, now believe him enough to be confident in the ability of your father. That's the beauty of this verse we're looking at. He said, now, Pastor Tao, how do I do this? It's not like I've not heard these things before. I want this confidence. Yes, you can have it. Paul never left us without instructions as to have it. Listen to this. Number one, remember when we talked about the catalog of heroes in Hebrews 11? And he says, we are next in line. Our own exploit is as important to God, if not more. In our us in chapter 12, say, let's run this race. Why? With endurance. Then 12 verse 2, it says, looking unto Jesus. That's it. Looking unto Jesus. Our example of <laughs> unmitigated confidence. He will face everything head on. His confidence was in the fact that, look, he had a pact with his father. And every time he would just say, Father, I give you praise. Every time, if I will even declare, he would say, hey, my father does this and I see it, and I do it, and I get results. Looking unto Jesus. How do you look unto Jesus? Paul still didn't leave us without instructions. See, things have to change for you. God is not about to change for you. God does not change. Remember, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So it's not changing for you. It's you that are getting more and more matured in your confidence in Him. 2 Corinthians 3.18 But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in the mirror, that is looking as in the mirror, the glory of the Lord. So when He says looking unto Jesus, you are beholding His glory. You are beholding His confidence. You are beholding His truth. You are beholding his presence, his power, everything he is. He says, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into the same image of greater glory, just as by the Spirit of God. So how can I imbibe? Or how can I get this confidence? By looking unto Jesus. But how do I look? Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Did you hear that? Regardless of the pressure, the chaos, the oppression, everything that is making it look like it's totally impossible to go forward, to become all that, in spite of all that may be pressing and surrounding you, 
He says, if the Spirit of the Lord is there, you are free from holes. Then 18 says, with that liberty, that freedom, with a veil face, you are beholding us in the mirror, the glory of the Lord. So you are seeing the Lord. You are seeing the Lord. Remember here, I was comparing actually Moses' master over his whole house, Jesus' master over his house. Hallelujah. Moses, the law, Jesus' grace upon grace. Glory be to God in the highest. He said, when we begin to open, behold him, he said, we are changed, we are transformed. So how do I get this confidence? Behold him. Get in there, the book of James. He said, this book is like a mirror. You see yourself in this book, this Bible. And if you stay there to meditate, say you will not be a forgetful hearer. From 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, you will be changed continuously. You become like who you always keep company with. You can have the same confidence that Paul had. How did Paul get there? Beholding Jesus. How will I get there? How will you get there? Beholding Jesus. Paul said, hey, Jesus, behold him. Looking unto him is the author and the finisher. What we are saying is that you will become all he says you will become. You will finish what he says you will finish. How? Follow the finisher. Hallelujah. We give him praise. And before I leave you, another thing Paul said in Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 and 16. Remember? Confident of this very thing, that he who started the good work in you will complete it even until the time of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. Say, seeing then that we have a great high priest, Jesus Christ, the one we're saying, and the one of whom he said, we should come, keep on looking. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. How do I have this confidence? Hold fast your confession. Which was confession? Simply put, from the Greek, the word confession here is, some version says, our profession. What it literally means is our saying what he has said about a situation. Our conviction and our saying exactly what he has said about ourselves. So if he says, I am A, I am A. Even when it's looking like B. So it's not the B, but it's the A that he has said. My reality is defined by what he has said. And that's why Paul would say, I'm confident. Even in the face of the contrary. And he always goes, I see you winning. I see you overcoming. I see you becoming all that God wants you to be in life. I see you walking in life as a king. Just exactly what Jesus Christ has come to do and he has done for you. I see you as head and not tail. I see you healed and rising out of that bondage of sickness in the name of Jesus. I see you fulfilling your mandate in life. I see your children prospering before your eyes in Jesus' name. I see you and your spouse seeing your children's children in the name of Jesus. I see your life bringing glory to God in every aspect in the name of Jesus. Indeed, you are the light of the world. You are a city on the hill. There's nothing that can make you obscure again in life. See, your works and your interaction with people will bring so much blessing that they will never stop glorifying God in heaven. I'm confident of this one thing, that even who has studied this good work in you, 
bring it to a logical and divinely determined conclusion. In Christ Jesus, have a good day. The best of your life is still ahead of you. Jesus is real. He's alive and well. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Now, you need a relationship with him. Otherwise, can two work together except they agree? Can I just walk into you and say, please, can I have, can I have, no. But when we have a relationship, it's pretty easy. Are you using this now? Can I have, oh, please take it. Oh, no, no, actually I brought it for you. Take it. The confidence to approach. But let's come with boldness to the throne of grace. Let's come with confidence. Now, I want to pray for those who are ill. So if you are sick in your body, the Bible says by his stripes we have been made whole. So I rebuke every spirit of infirmity in the name of Jesus. And I decree your healing in Jesus' name. Where doctors are handling your case, God will give the doc your doctors and your consultants wisdom. You will rise up of that bed of affliction. You will walk again in life. You will move again in life. You will accomplish why God has created you. In Jesus' name. The doors that you have shut, that you think will never be opened, I open them for you in the name of Jesus. Again, write me and let us rejoice together. And if you have testimonies, please write us. We would like to share your testimony. Right now, I release the peace of God over your home, over your heart, over your marriage. I mean peace, not the time the world gives, the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, over your children and your endeavors in Jesus' name. I release the joy of the Lord to flood your entire life in Jesus' name. Until next week, remember, we are confident of this very thing that he who started this good work in you will perfect it even until the coming of the Lord. In Jesus' name, God bless you. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.